Hello, 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 everyone. What's up, guys? Welcome to Take Two. Yes, welcome to Take Two. What do you mean, Take Two? Well, we had originally recorded an episode for this particular movie, and as I went through to edit it, there was a weird reverb-y echo-type layer. Don't think we ever figured it out but yeah it was it was a weird anomaly because i didn't haven't changed anything since the prior time we recorded and then somehow things changed that's just how sometimes things go hey we're back baby we're back yep so we should be good and if you are listening listening to this then we then you know we're good so fact this is a great movie great movie probably the best mob movie by it's, Scorsese. It's up there. Goodfellas, it is, it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodfellas is too good yeah, of a movie, yeah. but this movie is like the most Scorsese mob movie there is. Yeah. It, um, and, and overall, for every mob movie, this, this movie is definitely up there in the, in the top. Such a f- awesome movie, man. What's funny is we were just talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about it yeah. before the movie. And we're just like, or before we started recording, and we're just like, ah, f- let's get going. So we are, we are talking about The Departed. The Departed. The Padded. Great movie. Great cast. Came out in 2006. Yeah. And we were trying to remember things that we previously recorded and said. But I know we talked about when it came out and when I... I forgot who I saw it with, but at the same time, at that moment in 2006, you know, the... I say younger actors, but more so meaning Leo... Mark, Matt, they yeah. were, they were all, they were still on the rise. Yeah. Like they were, they were still, you know, they, they had already, they already made a name for themselves. You know, Leo, Leo had been in a bunch of movies, you know, you know, Mark to Mark's been around for, you know, for a little while prior to that point too. you know, you know, Matt Damon was in Goodwill hunting, yeah. you, you know, and, and, and in a couple other things too, prior to that point. But, the fact that they were all selected for this movie and then thrown in with oh. Jack Nicholson, who is one of the greatest actors. Yes. And the, the best part of this whole movie, I'm sorry. Yeah. Every it, it, single scene he is in is just gold. Even, even the way the movie starts, like the intro oh, where he, he, he talks about just how things started in Boston in like the 1970s and, you know, the different mobs between the Irish and, and the Italians yep. and obviously how his quote of, I don't want my, to be a product of my, my environment. environment. I want my environment to be a product, to be a product, of, product of, of, of me. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. Man, such a great line. What that's such a great line that's that Scorsese came up with. And it it fits perfectly into the mold because Frank Costello, who is played by Jack Nicholson, he's we see him planting the seed early with a young young Colin Sullivan, who is uh, Matt Matt Damon's uh, character (laughs) as as he grows up to be Mm -hmm. an adult. And and we can see just how how Frank operates. You know, he's in he's in a deli or like a little restaurant, whatever. Yeah, it's like a little 
this is a flashback, so I'm assuming this is what in like the seventies. Seems like in the seventies, yeah. Um, and it's mm. like this corner store, little like yeah, the corner store thing in Boston. And there's a dude there who you know is supposed to give uh, money to Frank. Frank's, you know, then he calls his daughter over and, and he's like, hey, I forgot her name, but he's like, Can't you get your period yet? And it's just like a gross uh, thing for him to cringe. say. Yeah, super cringe. Even the dad has some of this weird look on his face. But no. then, like, he calls her over and and gives her, like, he whispers something to his ear or to her ear. And she, like, kind of smiles. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I it's one of those things in, in movie making. I'm like, did Jack actually whisper something into her, into her ear? Or was that just part of, like, the, the direction? Yeah. From Scorsese. Like, on the script, like, like Frank whispers into, into her ear. She... She pretends to hear something. She smiles and she moves down you know, behind the bar again. Yeah. And then that's when Frank realizes, like, you Jimmy Sullivan's kid, and he's like, "Yeah, get him some cold cuts. Yeah, some, and, and a couple he, cottons of milk. He makes, you like comic books? Yeah. <laughs> Throws in a Wolverine comic book. Dope. Ugh. Man, I wish. Great comic <clears> choice. I wish someone would throw in a Wolverine comic book into my shopping bag, uh, like an original like that. Yeah, it's probably worth like tons of money now, but. And, and that's like the first and then he i think he says something along the lines as well as, well as he's like if you're gonna work if, if you ever earn need, a penny yeah. or whatever you know he's like if you ever need a couple couple bucks or something he's like come down l street yeah l street you know where i'm at on l street yep man jack nicholson guys is just incredible in this movie yeah and, and then it jumps forward and we see that colin has entered the academy the police academy because he's going to become a statey I love I love how they just call it like this like not become a state police. They just they just refer to it as being a statey. Being a statey. You being a statey. Man. And then simultaneously we see oh, two boy. other characters. We see uh Trooper Brown, who's played by Anthony Anderson. Minor role in this movie, but people still knew who he was. Yeah. You know. But again, we get uh <clears throat> Billy who is played by Leonardo DiCaprio. And they make some funny jokes when they're, when they're training, but it's there. There's a nice compare and contrast between Collie and Billy. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're sort of upbringing because once they're, once they're done with the training and you kind of see like, and get this sense of when, when Billy is going through his, like he's like very astute. He has like a written test. He like seems to like know the answers and he's like, like quickly circling them. Like he's, he's smart. And then that, that kind of gets addressed later on in a, in a near scene where mm. we see Collie who meets with Captain Queenan played by Martin, Martin Sheen. Amazing. Which is another, another great actor. Right. And then um, Staff Sergeant Dignam was played by Marky Mock, Mock Wahlberg. <laughs> Mock. Mock. And, and I just love the way, like, you know, Collie goes in, he's, like, all, like, very polite, he's smiling, you know, and, and Staff Sergeant Dignam is just a super, like, big dick to him. Dude. Like, yeah. It, it, <laughs> and, and, and I forgot some of the remarks he says, I but, either. but then it's different when, when Billy comes in. Yeah. And he, well, Billy, uh, what was his name? A Castigan, right? His last name. Yeah. And because at that point, 
it's a different role. Like Kyle is going like the like the detective route. Yeah. And and Billy, he's got a bit of a background because of his father. You know? And as one of the the lines that <laughs> that's that Dignam says, he is what's a lace curtain <laughs> like you doing here as a statey? And he's like he's like again, one of the best lines in the whole movie is comes from uh, Captain Queenham and yeah. he's like, do you want to be a co-op? Or do you want to appear, or do you to, be a appear to be a co-op? He's like, I want to be a co-op. Do you want to be a co-op? Or do you want to appear to be a co-op? And Dark Dignam's like, you, will you not know. Be a co-op. <laughs> like, You're not going to be a co-op. I'm the best friend you have on the face of this earth and I'm going to help you understand something, you punk. You're no <laughs> co-op. And he's like, he says something, he, he tries to quote, he, he throws a quote out there and he's like, who says that? And he's like, he, he says, oh God, who do you, he, I can't remember who, he says someone else, Mark Wahlberg's just like, eh. it's Shakespeare, <laughs> everybody shakes <laughs> ass, yeah, <laughs> it's, the irony there is that Leo Leonardo DiCaprio was in a, you know, Shakespeare movie. That's true. When yeah. he was younger. Nice callback, I guess. No call. And, and that's a, it's a big ask from them, so you want to? You want to serve the people, common folk, do this. He asks Billy to go deep undercover. Deep. To basically to, you know, like, yeah, deep yeah. to, to, to do the, the whole shebang bang to Infiltrate. basically commit crime that would be, that fits his profile. Yep. Yeah. So he does time go, you know, goes to jail or, you know, whatever, uh, and then he has to convince one of the biggest criminals around Boston. in Boston without getting caught or whacked and, and to, you know, to convince him. Yeah. And usually that's not a big thing to do. And, and as we see throughout the movie, it gets to him. Yeah. Like it, there's, there's some wear and tear and, and rightfully so, because, you know, as someone who is being watched, and, and and is wanted as as numero uno mm-hmm. on the crime list. He's living a pretty chill life. Yeah, he's 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 which makes sense once we get to towards the end of the movie. Yeah, he he can basically do do whatever he wants for the most part, and um, you know, and then we also see Captain Ellerby, who is played by uh, Alec Baldwin. F- him, yeah. But- in this movie, at the time, he's good. Yeah, at the time yeah, of this movie, man. yeah, I had, he, he he he's he's good in the movie, but yeah, he was. Damn, you know. Now at this point in time, that's a different story. But yeah, um, in two thousand six, he nailed. It was a minor role. He was only in like a handful of scenes. Yeah, like probably. a handful of scenes. But man, those scenes were just like fucking perfect. Yeah, I mean, he he really was able to be the. <laughs> like not so much the comedic part because he obviously had some like yeah, not even serious scenes but they were just like semi-important scenes like all right we gotta you know we gotta we gotta catch this guy and 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 he, you know he says something to Kali at one point where Kali is trying to like like are we, what shouldn't we do this and he's like we want to catch the guy not solve the case we're not here to solve the case of the missing scumbag. We're here to nail Costello. And and to Kali, he's like, well, I got to warn Frank about this then. Yeah. Because he's kind of like a double agent. 
he's working with Frank Costello, yep, the criminal, but he's also a statey. So he's essentially a dirty cop. Yeah, no, he 100% is a dirty cop. Yeah, and there's another funny line when Captain Ellerby introduces the other part of the of the team of the state police involves fed uh state uh or, or sorry uh, staff sergeant dignum mm-hmm. in the room and that's the one we get one of the best other quotes we get we get two great quotes in that scene actually it's like how's your mother shut up my father <laughs> three great quotes in that scene you got that one my people are out there they're like indians you're not going to see them you're not going to hear about them except through me or captain queenan you will not ever know the identity of undercover people. Unfortunately, this hole has more f-ing leaks than the Iraqi Navy. F- yourself. I'm tired from f-ing your wife. How's your mother? Good. She's tired from f-ing my father. Good. Um, you got the maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, not. maybe go f- yourself. Maybe go f- yourself. <laughs> and then yes. maybe, maybe not. Maybe f- yourself. Right after that, he's just like my. F- He's like, my view of feds, you treat them like mushrooms. You feed them shit, shit and keep them in the dark. Yes. <laughs> and it leaves. Just leaves. Yeah. Like, what an exit. Yeah. Yeah. The, again, like, Mark Wahlberg wasn't in this movie a ton either. But every scene that he's in is just so profound. It's just, man, every single scene. He, he, has, a, he has such, like, he has great lines in this movie. 100% does. You know what I mean? Uh, so that, that, that is pretty, pretty great. And, um, so there's a, there's like an established mindset here between what, of what Colin needs to do and what Billy needs to do. Mm-hmm. Colin is quote unquote trying to catch Frank, but also keeping him out of hand. It's like he's keeping him at a, at an arm's length. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to still, he's like a mediator. Like, I'm going to still allow you to do what you do. But also with like the in the confined movements of not getting We're caught. We're just gonna be one step behind. Yeah. yeah, you know. And then the other, you know, the undercover task force is like, we want to catch this guy, but we need someone to be you know deep undercover. And then you know they're not really letting like Captain Queen and 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 uh, Staff Sergeant Dignam. They're not letting. They've got Captain Ellerby's. Yeah, they're not letting Captain Ellerby's team know who it is that they've got undercover. And of course, we see that. And there's a couple moments in the movie that are, are questionable, and it's like, well, if you only if you only told us you know, who it was, then we'd be able to like help out even more. Mm-hmm. And they just they, they're still like you know lips are sealed and zip tight, and it's and that's kind of again where a part where it it starts to get to 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 Billy as we as we as we find out, but. There's a love interest. Yeah. Kind of, I guess. It's, she sucked. It is weird. It uh, just... It made sense on on Matt Damon's front. Yeah. Didn't make sense when later in the movie she starts to kind of get a thing for Leo who goes to see her through work, obviously, because he is having some serious, almost like borderline suicidal thoughts. Yeah. At this point, because the deep, deep cover, because no one know, no one on the planet knows he's there except from Dingham and um, the captain. So it's really weighing on him. But it does not make sense to be like, you know what? Let's uh, let's go maybe get a drink. Yeah. And weird. Yeah. And so Colin meets Madeline, played by um, Vera Fermi- Ferminga, who she does a great job you know, in the role itself, but 
you know, they're establishing a relationship. And as we find out at one point, she does move in and, and not to kind of jump all back and forth, but um, there's a one part where she says something to, to Collie about he apparently was having a little trouble in bed. And she was like, it happens to a lot of guys, you know, your age. And, you know, it, it's fine. It could just it's be common. stressed. You know, you're like, yeah. And it, it almost kind of gives you the sense as a viewer or us as, a, as viewers that what he's dealing with at work is starting, starting, to, hit him too. Yeah, starting to hit him too. And so it's not so much like he needs to see psychiatric help because he's dating the psych. <laughs> But in which in, I think is a no, no. Yeah. We were talking about that right? before. Like, is that technically allowed or, is, you know, like, cause like he's, he's not a patient, right? Like she still works within or for the, the, the but, police force, but interesting. She's Baby's not a police rare. officer. Yeah. I mean, because it's like, she's not an actual cop that it doesn't really not matter. A not a co-op. So, you know, well, Oh, well, she sucked. Honestly, she sucked. She did not help the situation for sure. It just kind of, I mean, I get the point. I don't think she was a very good psychiatrist either. No, I don't think she was too good. No, and and we'll explain why. Um, so a couple, a couple things that happened, I guess, in sequential order. There's the scene where the Italian guys are in like the, like a quickie mart or whatever. From Providence. From, from Providence. And Billy's Billy just happens to be there and he just winds up fighting both of them, beats them up, creates yeah, creates a scene, has to like, you know, go to the doctor or hospital or whatever, you know, get a cast get his hand casted up because he probably broke it. Yeah, broke I'm pretty sure hand. he broke it. Yeah. Those yeah. come from Providence? Is any business where we come from, is it now? Whatever in cannolis or something. <laughs> and then of course he goes back to like Frank's hideout. Which is a bar. Which is a bar. And he just shows up and just has, sits next to him. Yeah. And then <laughs> badass. He just sits a great there entrance and just kind of, he's not saying anything. He's just like looking at him. He's like, do you know who I am? <laughs> he's like, nope. He's just like, all right. <laughs> I think it, I don't know if it was that scene. I don't remember, but he says like, I knew your father. He's a good I man, your father. And he says something about like, oh, maybe it was the next. Scene. It was like right after that because he's, he, like, he's like, he's, he's like, he's dead. He's like, come with me, and he's like, I ain't asking. And then just they go in he's the back room. Him. He, he searches him. He's he's like kind Takes of off interrogating shoes. him, asking him questions. He's Who like, are you? Like what are you doing? The cast and Mr. French, Mr. French. He's like cast. He, I like how he he gets the cast. And Mr. French grabs it. He like turns it turns it one way, turns it the other, and then slams Smashes it down it on, on the, the table. Pool. Yeah, and then and then and then Frank he takes his boot. own boot and just are oh, you a cop? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a guy. Are you a cop? And just literally beats the crap out of his hand. He's like, no, no. Yeah, and then proceeds to be like, you know, here's a couple hundred bucks. Take care of your hand. You know what? It just throws the whole, whole lot of cash, yeah. And then leaves. And he's like, I, I, I had to be sure. Yeah, he goes, I, I had to, I had to know. Wow. So it's like it's already punishment. You know, he's had to. He kind of had to prove himself to you know, beat up the Italian guys, who end up getting whacked. Well, yeah, because he, he's, he's totally forgot about that. But he's basically, um, he's like, listen, those guys you hit, 
They're going to come back and they're going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Unless I stop them. Yeah. Um, and he. Well, you stopped him. He has the, the, the murder put on someone else and tips off uh, Kali. Yeah. Uh, they arrest the guy. And then I, uh, there's a scene where Kali goes into um, Alec Baldwin's office. And it's like, hey, we got the guy, found the gun, did that, did that and the other. And then that's when he makes another remark that's like, great. We're trying to catch the guy, not solve a case. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's when he says that line or if it's that scene earlier. But he does but say he, something. He, he that's... says something similar to that where he, he further makes his point like, we need Costello and that's it. Yeah. It's like, that's great. You caught, you, you found the bodies and you caught someone, but that's just a small part. We, there's bigger fish to fry. And honestly, irrelevant. Yeah. It, it's exactly, it, it is, it is irrelevant, but. There's a couple other things too that Billy goes through and has this little not freak accent, but it's a kind of funny scene where Mr. French is interrogating someone and he's there and he's watching this dude with Jimmy Bags and he's reaching That's in Jimmy his Bags. coat to like get some cigarettes and he just knocks his tooth his tooth out. Yep. He's like, Hey, what what are you what are you doing? That's Jimmy Bags. He was, he, was, he was reaching for something and he's like, It's Jimmy Bags. That's it. His fucking cigarettes. Yeah, he's getting ready to shoot him. He has Jimmy bags. And the the funny thing when they when they leave and they get in the car and Frank's there and and uh, he's like he knocked Jimmy bags his tooth out and he's like but I was he's trying to justify why and Frank's just like okay and also irrelevant. He just didn't give a shit. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. I forgot why he was he was meeting him in that scene with. About something, and that's when he was telling him that he's like, "I don't care." Yeah. Um, and then he has that uh, interaction with the two Catholic priests at the table, and basically like <laughs> oh, threatens yeah. them. Yeah, threatens threatens them. He says something hilarious to them, and then there was the, he draws uh, like a little picture. Well, he says like Sister Mary or whatever, you know, wasn't so devout before she became a nun, mm-hmm. and it was something. Yeah, like. Um, R-rated or whatever yep. that that he drew on there of of uh, of Sister Mary or whatever it was, and she yeah. was like embarrassed by it because yep. they were like aghast. Yeah, and then he just left. Yeah, and then he left at that Badass. restaurant. Yeah, um, yeah. So they they catch Fitzy, who is one of Frank's one of, yep. henchmen, I guess we'll say, or, or guys, one and, of his goons. And then it's with Trooper Brown and. The other trooper who, I guess, is part of you know, Billy's or sorry, Collie's force. Um, that Berrigan, guy makes me mad. Berrigan. That, yeah, that's his name. He makes me mad. Trooper, trooper Berrigan. Yeah, and he. So Colin tries to get slick, right? And he he says, "Well, has he called his attorney?" He's like, "No." And he goes, "So he doesn't know what his attorney looks like." He goes, "He made one phone call." Okay, well. What's in this briefcase? They didn't say what's in the briefcase, but he just takes the briefcase and the phone, goes, turns just off the camera, off gets in there, shit. yeah, and and then says like, is it, "Call mom, you? yeah, tell her she's not coming home." He's like, "I called you," and then he, called yeah, <laughs> yeah, this go he's got like a thick Irish accent. What's interesting is. That was just such a cool scene because he went in there and it looked like he was helping the police. Yeah. But he was actually helping 
Costello because he's like, yeah. call mom, tell her you're not coming home tonight. He calls. Mr. French picks up the phone. They're literally counting money in, I think, drugs? Uh, I think so, yeah. It's like and some trap defi- house. Definitely money. I was in a trap house. Yeah. And then he gets the call. He's like, all right, dip out. And then burns the entire place. And then Cully's like, the last place he called is home. Let's go. And then they go. And then they're late. Nothing there. It's burned down. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a great scene because the cops don't know. And even Fitzy doesn't know. Because Fitzy thinks, well, that's, yeah, that's no his one, attorney. No one knows who Costello's inside man is um, except Costello, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. And and, and just kind of shows you the position that Colin's in because he has such like an, a good foothold between like, a, like he, both worlds. Both worlds. Yeah. He's like in this barrier. Like he's like a, like a referee almost. Mm-hmm. Um, a dirty cop referee, but. Uh, it is what it is. And yeah, and it was after that, that Billy meets Madeline for his job. We kind of talked about, and you know, I mentioned earlier that she isn't a very good psychiatrist because she just prescribes drugs. Well, like he, he flips the table on her and, and he starts to aggravate her, you know? And then he's, and he's like, Oh, I'll, I'll just, you know, get a bottle of scotch and a gun and, and then just, you know, fix the problem myself. And then, like, she thinks she's doing him a favor, and she gives him, like, a little, like, you know. It's like a sample. Like a sample pack of some sort of, you know, drug. And and I think that's when he says the the whiskey uh, in the gray part. What the f*** is this supposed to do? Yeah. Two pills? Great. Why don't you just give me a bottle of scotch and a handgun to blow my f***ing head off? And he walks out, and... She follows. She Yeah, she writes him a script and gives it to him, and then... You know, she says some words that, you know, it's whatever. But then he, he's like, you want to grab a cup of coffee or something? And then and the funny thing is I'm like, yo, you you idiot. You're you're dating someone. And, and maybe, sure, maybe, maybe that was a little bit too harsh because maybe she didn't put two and two together that this guy's probably like, you know, might hit on me here. Um, but, it, you know, she should have she should have seen that. And also, yeah, you shouldn't date your, your patients. And if no he's a patient and you're going out on a date with him. It might just be coffee, but it's still a date, I guess. It's a coffee date. Yeah. It's an afternoon date, whatever you want to call it. But um, that is just the beginning of an end. Again, it, she just messes the whole thing up, I think, it, yeah, for, for Colin you know, at the end. And there's a sting operation, right, between Captain Ellerby and Queenan's crew. <laughs> As Frank's meeting with his with the Chinese gang about the uh, micro microprocesses, yeah, from the mass microprocessing plant. <laughs> I love that. It's, just, it's like a building that just says mass. That's it. Mass processes. Um, that's also a cool scene because Kali gives Costello a warning. He's like, "No phones." Yeah. Before they go into the warehouse, Costello tells everyone, "He's like, all right, no phones. Turn them off." Yeah. And they go in there. Da, 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 da. Um, but there's one dot. Yep. Still there. Someone still has his phone on. Everyone's trying to figure it out. And then you find out it's, uh, Leo slowly texting behind a, uh, like a, like a column. It's like, like yeah, it's like a pillar or something pillar, in, the, yeah. in, the, in the warehouse they're in. Yeah. Um, and then captain, uh, Queenan pulls his phone out, looks at it and then, makes a comment or whatever. And then that's when Cully's like, holy shit, 
his inside man is there right now. Yeah. Like that's who it is. Uh, <laughs> and then the dot disappears. Yeah. And, and the captain Ellerby from Alec Baldwin's character, right? He's like, can you show me the shot, the camera angle from the back? What back? <laughs> Dude, that came, that cameraman was a, <laughs> he's like, we have two hours to set up. Yeah. And he's just trying to flip through angles. He can't see anything. Yeah. Alec Baldwin's just getting pissed the entire time. Yeah, dude. That, that was such a great scene because also number one is the way Frank Costello was talking to the to the Chinese. To the Chinese. Like. No tiki, no, no laundry. Wa- yeah. So no washer, no laundry. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, man, he said some hilarious hilarious things at that point. And, um, I'm concerned about a Chinaman who thinks it's wise to come to a business transaction with automatic weapons. For his own good, tell Bruce Lee and the Karate Kids, none of us are carrying automatic weapons. Because here, in this country, it don't add inches to your dick. You get a life sentence for it. Well, because they... they, they They're trading microprocessors for like a million bucks. Well, yeah, but also on top of that, they don't have submachine guns. Yeah, and got... the Chinese show up with like Uzis and shit. Yeah, but little do they know, like way up in the rafters, Frank's got guys with assault rifles, like right behind them, ready yeah. to shoot at any moment. Yeah, but he's just talking shit, saying like, "We real men like don't show up to this business meeting with big ass guns." Yep. Yep, and then they escape on boats. Please tell me <laughs> those cars aren't empty. Yeah. Please tell me. And then Ellery's like telling the camera guy or the whatever IT dude is like, hey, come over here. I want to talk to you. And he just picks up and he just punches him right in the face of this wall. wall. Like, He's like, you piece of shit. <laughs> Starts beating the shit. Oh, my God, dude. Wow. Oh, it's hilarious. Total bust, though. Yeah. Don't get Yeah. I mean, Frank made out with a million bucks, but. And um, then the Chinese, you find out later the Chinese end, end up getting caught at a border somewhere. Yeah. And they weren't even the actual microprocessors. Yeah. They were, <laughs> he, Frank says like, got stuck with like uh, wall outlets or something. Yeah, they were, they were fakes. Yeah, they were fakes. Uh, so, you, so you played them and got a million and bucks. And got a million bucks. Man, Costello's great. Yep. And, and, it, and, and this is maybe one of the turning points in the movie where Billy is with Mr. French. Mr. French is outside. Billy is inside talking to some <laughs> dude, trying to get some information. He smashes a picture over his head. Yeah, he's he's being no. a he's being pretty uh, abusive, and he says to him, uh, or he asks him a question, and, and this guy is like high as a kite. I'm high, man. I'm high, man. And and he says something. He mentions something about Frank and the FBI. No. And Billy's like, wait, what did you, what did you just say? He's like, uh, forget 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 it forget it. I'm I'm super high right now. I don't I don't even know what I'm talking about. Like. And then, so then, he shoots him in the in the kneecap. kneecap, and and then this guy spills the beans, and then says, "Well, you know, why do you think he's never get, he never gets caught? It's because Frank is an FBI informant." Yeah, wild. And and the look on, but also at this as a viewer, you're like, "But is he though? Like, it kind of makes sense, but like, is it?" So you're not honestly, you're not a hundred percent convinced because we hadn't seen it. You hadn't really? seen anything happen, and you hadn't seen him confirm it yet. But it made sense because he was able to get away with all the shit. The only thing we'd seen was that I mean, earlier on in the movie, like there was like a tail and like a you know like those like Kali's like there's a blue car and a, and a white van. The white van's like the audio. They're trying yeah. to like, listen in. 
which, you know, and, and maybe, you know, Frank knew about, again, like if Frank was an FBI informant, he probably would know about these things. But, you know, it's also to be like, oh, hey, guess what? These people are trying to steal, you know, microprocesses and, and, and what, like other things. So that way, yeah, he is being an FBI informant while maintaining his, his crime you know, in gang business, you know, yeah. with the, with the Irish and Costello's a protected FBI informant. He'll trade you out. But that's that is a big turning point because when Bailey is like, he meets with Queen and and Dignum like under a bridge or whatever, and he's like, "You guys need to get me out now!" Like he he's losing he's out. Yeah, yeah, and and he's like, he punches Dignum in the face at yeah. one point. You know, because Dignam's like, you know, just like shut up and do your job. And and Queen's like, I, we, we can't be caught here. If we get caught here, like our whole cover's blown. And we gotta arrest you. I'm going fucking nuts, man. I can't be someone else every fucking day. It's been a year of this. I've had enough of this shit. Calm down, all right? Most of the people in the world do it every day. What's the big deal? I'm not them, all right? I'm not fucking them, okay? Exactly. You're nobody. You signed the papers, remember? Now, we're the only two people on the face of this earth that even know you're a cop. How about we just erase your file, huh? How about that? How about we erase your file and then bang, you're just another soldier for Costello, open to arrest for I don't know how many felonies, huh? What do you say we do that, Cap? I'm gonna fucking kill you, huh? I'm gonna fucking kill you! That was a joke, come on. Yeah. It wasn't a joke. Just because you play a tough guy doesn't mean you are when you lace curtain Irish fucking pussy. Hey, hey, stop it! Break it up! Stop it! Fuck you, motherfucker! God damn it, stop it! That's an order! Christ sake, be smart. If anybody's watching us now, how are we not supposed to arrest you? Yeah. Get in the car. Yeah, so then, like, you know, and rightfully so, Billy is, I mean, I would be freaking out too because he's like, he's like, he's going crazy. Like, you know, he, he hires like a new, like Frank hires a new crew. Oh yeah, towards, um, towards the end. Yeah, towards, uh, well, not the end, but I guess halfway part, maybe a little bit, a little bit further. Yeah. He's got the whole crew sitting in the bar, waiting for him, right? Um, and then he just comes out covered in blood. He's just like, hey, you know what, guys? I'm going to use a different crew tonight. Everyone get out of here. Um, yo, by the way, bring a mop and a bucket. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, yeah, even before that, um, where he had... Because Frank, Frank detects uh, a rat. Oh, my God. How do we how can The we rat forget scene. That, that like, scene is the... Is it the best scene in the entire movie? It's one it, of I, the I best. I think it might be. In my opinion, because he, he's this rat. Is the annoying. face is the face Jack Nicholson makes when he does that Ugh. is just so like creepy and well done. But he's he's drawing like a rat on he's this, like a an piece artist. of paper. Yeah, he's a really good artist. Yeah, actually. he's just like doodle like quick sketches, and it, it looks yeah. like it's just a bunch of rats on piling up everywhere. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he sits across from Leo, and he's basically like, "I got this fucking rat problem." And you kind of get the urge that he's poking at who, because he was wearing a wire, and then he goes to the bathroom and, then, and he and like he like drops it out the window. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm not wearing a wire." Yeah, I'm not wearing a wire. Yeah, and so he's trying to expose the rat. He lights like the paper on fire, and you know makes a comment about it. And then he's like, "I need everyone's like you know Numbers. socials and all this kind of stuff, all this information," because he's trying to find out who it is because he's given that information to who. Collie, because Collie can look all that stuff up. Yeah. And the best part about that scene hmm. is Leo is, you know, explaining his situation and the view of things and, 
you know, Costello's very much paying attention to the conversation and then thud. And then he just reaches beneath the table mm. and he pulls out a gun. Yeah. And he looks at it and then he aims it at, at Billy. Yeah. At Billy. And he's like, are you that? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? And, um, but the cool thing about that is that that was apparently improv that he wasn't, that that whole gun scene was not supposed to happen. And just, just really adds to the fact that Jack Nicholson is incredible in this movie. Yeah. And everything else. Just, uh, it shows his maturity as an actor oh and how God, much of dude. a veteran he is. Where, yeah. like, oops, but just went along with it and still just went. And, and also, didn't not, break character either. Yeah, didn't break character. Didn't, like, Scorsese didn't have to cut the scene, but also because of, you know, Scorsese being who he is, just let it roll. You know, even if he was like, oh, no, 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 let, let it roll, let it roll, let it roll. And he played out the scene as it, you know, maybe could have or should have been. And I was like, boom, that's what we're going with. Yeah. You know, because just that, you know, you know, what would have been considered maybe a mistake. And it turned into an improv, but turned into the final cut. So. Ends up being one of the best parts of the entire movie. Yeah. And, you know, Colin looks up Bill's record. It's non-existent. And then he tells Frank on the phone, it's not, it's not Bill. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hmm. I wonder who it could be then. Which. I wondered at that point if Frank was thinking it was, but was a little, not confused, but maybe a little, it's like almost like, ah, man, you know what? I thought it, I thought it would be him. Hmm. Yeah. Like he's not a hundred percent convinced. Yeah. He's not like, convinced. He's like, like, you know what? All right. Well, kind of dumbfounded the fact that it's not him. Yeah. It's like, so let me just keep an eye on it, maybe. Yeah, like, like we'll we'll keep trying because like, you know, the rest of his guys that he's probably you know that have been with him for a while, you he, know, he's the newest one. But exactly because he's and the he does one. mention it. He's like, you're the you're the newest addition. Yeah. Um, it's like it's a coincidence. All this stuff is happening as you join my crew. Yep. You know, it wouldn't. And he even says like, you know, why wouldn't it be one of the other other guys that had that had been with you for a while, kind of tired of your, you know, of your, of your shit. And it kind of think just, they can do it better. Yeah. yeah. Cause he says like, could you think you could do my job better than I me? Can. He's like, yeah, probably. But I, but I don't want to, I don't want just to straight up, like straight up tells him nah. Yeah. And then Mr. French comes down and starts talking to him about a job. And then Costello just kind of sneaks behind him. Yeah. <laughs> and then just like picks up a cigarette. Like I forgot my cigarette. Yeah. That was it. That was a, that was like a weird scene. I wonder if that was improv as well. Maybe. Cause that was just like, what the f like, it was it, awesome, man. It, it, it was cool, but like it, it almost like didn't fit. Yeah. It, it was, was just, just like, what? And it, Mr. Mr. French doesn't break character. He's either. still, he's just he like, just, he's still talking and he was just like, looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, man. This movie's surprisingly funny. Yeah. And, and, and the weird, and the weird but, places. Mostly with Jack Nicholson though, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. And I might go watch this movie again. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. It is watch worthy at any point in time. Yes. Yes. For sure. You know. Um, but yeah, this is where like the, the, the plot thickens, thickens unfolds, and just really reveals how excellent it is because Bill needs to meet with Queenan desperately. Yeah. And he's like, we're going to meet here. So Leo is on, on the rooftop 
you know, waiting. Queening goes to this, you know, it's like an abandoned building. Mm-hmm. And he's meeting with them. And then they're, you know, talking a plan out. Like, here's what we're going to do. I'll, I'll get I'm you out. I'm going to get you out. I'm going to get you out tonight. Because we kind of we kind of passed by it. But when he finds out he's an FBI informant, uh, or, you know, Bill finds Frank's an FBI informant, he goes to Queenan's house. Yeah, he's like, yo. And Queenan tries to, like give, like, give him, like, dinner and, and like, feed him. So it's like he shows, and I think Scorsese is showing that, you know, this character does care about the other character. 100%. So when he says, 100%. so when he says, I'm going to get you out tonight, it's like, I think he actually meant it. Like, it wasn't just like, kind of just talk like, no, 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 like, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get you out in a week. It's like, no, I'm going to get you out tonight. It's like, I'll get you out. Yeah. Just you know, lay low. We're going to crack the bastard tonight. But as Queenan's going down. You know, Bill gets a call from Delahunt, one of, you know one of uh, Costello's other um, goonies. Well, also on top of that, um, uh, Collie gets moved to the Stadies unit to investigate the rat. Yeah, he, he tails, and he, he ends up sending a tail on, on, on Queenan. On Queenan, he's like, "I have information reason to believe, yeah. reason to believe that Captain Queenan." Is the rat? Yeah, and I need. And to... he's just sitting in his office listening to the radio like a weirdo. Yeah, and it's which makes sense honestly towards the end. He like he because Dignam walks by his office once and like he like closes the blinds and and he just is sitting there and, and on his desk with a like a walkie talkie and he's got like a you know like four of his guys that are following Queen and the Queen are like you know they're they're following they follow him this is like abandoned building and he's like he goes I've I've got reason to believe that that he's meeting with. With with Costello's informant with on Costello's the roof, informant. And it's like, and so, just as they're about to do something, this this van comes up, with with Costello's men, and they had called they had called Bill, and said, go to three fourteen um, Wash. And he's like, oh okay okay okay, but as. Queenan's like escape you know through the back or like, you know fire escape yep. and off the building. Queenan's trying to go down the elevator and he's kind of like, I'll just kind of stay here and, 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 and deal with it thinking he'll be, he'll be fine. But when there's like five of Costello's men come out the elevator and then they some just come from the stairs just, too. Yeah. They just beat him up and, you know, and like gut punch him and, and <clears throat> take him to the roof. So as, well. we, as we see Bill, uh, as we see Bill kind of round in the corner, there's that slow motion shot. Of where he passes body. an X. Yeah, you you mentioned this before. There's an X on the yeah, window. Yeah, before. I think it's the main characters, but before all the main characters that uh, that do die in this movie, mm-hmm. um, die, there is an X in or like right before it happens. Right on that scene. Yeah. Maybe it's like signifying like this is where this this is this it. character. Yep. Dies so he passes by this window that just has like a taped X on it, mm. and then splat. Yeah, that that just moment of oh man, right in front of Bill's face, and and it's just he is shook, ultimately shook. Also covered kind of in his blood. Yeah, the blood splattered on him for you know, definitely for sure, and and that's when he's like bending down to see this, and then Costello's men come out, 
And they're like, you know, Billy, what are you doing? Just like get in the car. Well, and, where are you? Yeah, where, yeah, where, yeah, exactly. He goes, where, where are you? And then, uh, and then so you, you called me and said three, you know, three, uh, three forty four wash. Yeah. You know, so I came as quickly as I could. You know, and they get they in get, the van. They get in the van, but then Collie's men yeah, open fire. They, but the, as soon as that slow mo shot ended, the splat happened, and then his men was like. That. Yeah. They're like, yo, something just fell. Yes. What was it? I don't know. I can't see. You can't get out of the car. Do not get out of the car. Yeah, do not get out of the car. Do I not... need to get out of the car. Yeah. And then one of them was like, you know, like, he's like, and then he starts opening shoot shots. Out. Yeah. Yeah. A little shootout. He shoots, shoots Della Hunt wow. and like the stomach or the chest or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and so they escape. Barely. You barely. You know, we don't really see like a chase scene or whatever, but they get back to. Uh, they also know. run over Queen Anne's body too as they're <laughs> yeah. escaping. It was kind of, yeah, super, <laughs> dude. Damn. But they, you know, they, that. they get to the the bar. Yeah, it's like this abandoned uh, bar. Or yeah, something. some it's other like hideout, like, but not like, not like the previous bar that they were they were at a couple in a couple other scenes in the movie. Yeah, this is not a functioning bar. Yeah, like or, or an open bar rather. Yeah, it's not public whatsoever. It's like very private or, or hidden. I guess we we could say. Yeah, definitely. but Della Hunt's like on the couch. Everyone else is at the bar, like just not caring. As he is like, oh, he's de- he's gonna die, and then he calls he calls Billy over and he says he tells him like a little plan that he had. He goes, I, he thought whoever didn't show up was the rat. Was the rat? And you ain't never been late. And in you had never been late in your life. He's like, tell me why I didn't tell anyone. He's like, <clears throat> he, he's like, I told you three fourteen. You yeah. show up at three forty four. Tell me why I didn't tell anybody. And he, because Billy like like almost reaches around to his back to his gun, and I'm like, dude, you, you're gonna open up on a man that's already been shot like that. Uh, that would give yourself away. But honestly, at that point, it you can tell it. He's not thinking about it. Oh yeah, he's thinking about just his own safety. For the yeah, because he probably thought, you know, if I kill him, but then he realizes there's like four other dudes at the, at the bar and Mr. French behind him. Yeah, like you're probably not gonna live. You might take one or two of them out, but you're pretty much dead too yeah, so definitely the fact that he delahunt dies there was kind of his saving grace yep it definitely was i think and there's uh an interesting scene after that too which i questioned why colin does what he does because colin gets queen and phone and, and of course there's yeah. a there's a scene too where where colin and dignam get into it uh, in, in Captain Ellerby's office, because Ellerby's like, I'm your boss now. I'm your boss. I've absorbed your unit. Now I'm your boss now. And Dignam doesn't he doesn't stand for that. And and he's and you know, Collie's like, I I need that evidence. I need you know access to those files. Queenan is dead. I'm your boss now. I don't give a f- I'd rather hand in my papers first. World needs plenty of bartenders. Two weeks with pay. And Dignam like punches him in the face, and then. <laughs> Uh, Ellerb is like, right, you're suspended two weeks with pay. Nuts. <laughs> Let me go, just go take a two week vacation then. Yeah. Like, what? So he disappears, right? And then that's when Colin gets Queen Anne's phone. And he's staring at it. Pretty cool shot. There's like blood on the phone. Ah, flip phones, man. Mm. <sighs> yeah, and he calls. He calls Billy. Billy's just chilling at home, and the phone drinking just, at home. Yeah, drinking, and. There's no one, nothing is said. Just vibrating. But they, could you imagine if we, we went, we went back to flip phones? Honestly. In today's society. Honestly. 
I kind of miss him. I kind of miss him too. As someone <laughs> who had a flip him. phone, man. It, it, like I'm pretty sure I had that exact phone at one point too. I, I uh, didn't have that exact the, the phone. Nokia, whatever it was. But um, it's funny when you when you think about how like what texting is now oh, God. to what it was when you're having to hit you, the T9 whatever. You, like this, you're just having to hit. Like, yeah. Would you do the one, two, three, one, two, three space, one, two, one, two, one, one. Sometimes. You know what I mean? Just to like when you were texting really quick. Yeah. To try. Yep. Yeah. Well, like these the, kids these days don't know that. Dude, texting back then was on a different level. Remember having a text limit per month? <laughs> yes. Yes. I've only texted like 150 times. Your limit's like 100. Whoops. Oh God. It, it, I, I, I even forgot what the reason to text was back. You would just call. Yeah. We used to call each other more times than not, but it was just texting became like, Hey, I can't talk right now. So just text me. What's up? Yeah. Oh, Hey, trying to show. Yeah. You know yeah. You mean? come through. Yeah, exactly. It was like, man, yeah, you home from work. Phones. Yeah. At work. Yeah. Cool. Coming over. And, then we'll, and that was that. Cameras are terrible though. Yeah. Cameras were non-existent. <laughs> it's like there was the resolution was so dingy. And then when, when they had that antenna, Oh yeah, certain phones had antennas on them. Wow, Man. wild time. Let me tell you, you kids, if you're listening out there, you could take the battery out of the phone, like reset the phone. Yeah, yep. <laughs> oh my god, like the phone would glitch. You would just <laughs> you would you would angrily take off the back, and you're just like, oh god, dang it! You would take off the battery, and you're just like, oh, let me wait a few seconds, yeah. put it back in. One, throw it back on. Two, three, four. <laughs> Five. five. All right. Put it back in. The, slap the back on. Power on. Hold the power button. Yeah. Wait for the light. Hope. Hope, hope the it light. power's on. Yeah. And then you came on. And you're just like, oh, thanks. We're back. Those phones were pretty durable though, too. Dude, the bat. I, I would. I remember never charging it. Yeah, they stayed charged for for a long time. Especially the uh, the razor. Yeah. That thing was the, the lit razor? when it first. You remember that when that thing first came out? Everyone's like, whoa, it's so thin. Motorola razor. Yeah, I had one at one point. Man, those pff. now everyone. As I hold my iPhone, as I, as I hold my <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just a mini computer now. But it's like, I, I mean, I guess you we technically still use flip phones to this day as burner phones, but we just have no reason to have. You a know, I'm phone. trying to think of the last time I saw any actual living human have with a flip, flip phone, phone and I want to say I've seen at least two people this year. Really. I could be slightly wrong, but it, at least one, like in passing somewhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I know anyone that has a flip phone. I almost want to just buy one to see what someone says. Yeah, yeah, but then you gotta get a SIM card, <laughs> and you gotta find a charger that doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird AV volt charging. Yeah, it'd be like, yo, give me a pager though. Then we can talk. Give me a pager and a landline combination. How about that? A landline. A rotary yeah. phone? Yeah. Yeah. With a voicemail and everything. He's be like, all right, I got it. All right, let me just sit down with and hit play. Something else these kids don't realize with, with either. With a cassette tape that yep. runs out of. That would record. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I missed it. Yeah, Let me rewind it. Yeah, it's like how many. I wonder what the limit was to how many voice messages or voicemails you could leave on a cassette tape on old school yeah, like voice recorder. Or like we have, um, man. Yeah, yeah, voice recorders for mailbox or 
voicemails, whatever. And then and this is obviously um, older than me, but like I would see it in movies, right? Where people wouldn't purposely answer, and someone's like, ah, "Well, this is me leaving your leaving you a voicemail," and then it's just like them standing right above their voicemail <laughs> machine, listening to the voicemail get recorded because they're just like, "I don't want to answer." Yeah. Now yeah. people just ignore calls or leave people on red. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy now. Yeah, it, it is. Or yeah, because at this point you kind of see a number coming in your phone. And you're like, I don't know who that is. Ah, I'm good. But yeah, but back in the day, the phone would ring and you're just like, there's no screen that said what it was. You're just like, hello. Are you looking for new car insurance? <laughs> Click. That's kind of, that kind of goes not to get too off topic, but that it's like one of the. Um, Seinfeld episodes where where a telemarketer calls Jerry Seinfeld at home. Yeah. And he's like, he does the, hey, do you mind if I call you back at home? And he's like, well, you can't call me back. I don't want to bother me. And he goes, now I know how it feels. And then, like, he just hangs up. And there's, like, the, the crowd, like, do, uh, applauding. Do, do, do. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's 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 kind of just, oh, you know what reminds me? You know what? Last thing, we'll get back on track. <laughs> so, back at the old place that Austin and I used to work at, one of our one of our friends, uh, Igui. Um, oh God! Someone there was like someone that kept calling him. It was a, it was like a telemarketer or whatever. Kept calling his phone, so he answers while we're all at work one day, and just starts talking about like buying pets from them or, or selling them like animals. And stuff. he like totally re- reversed the conversation. It was <laughs> it was one of those moments where I think. Because I think I was there for that. You were, I think, yeah. I think because I remember we all just kind of, because that was a downstairs office, I think, yeah, right? downstairs, yeah. Because we all just kind of stopped and just like we just slightly turned and we were all just like, we were all looking at each other and la- like <laughs> laughing and just, he was just doing a whole thing. Yeah, it, it was, it was such a good bit. Oh man, and, good times. And after the, after the call was over, and I don't remember, I don't. I want to say that might have happened a second time. Uh, I don't remember where, but I miss that guy so much. Shout out, to, shout out to Igwe, man! Shout out to Igwe. So, uh, but yeah, getting back on on track here. When Colin calls Bill back, and Bill answers the phone, and he's like, "You calling me from a dead man's phone?" Yeah, he's like, "Are you? Are you?" Are you Captain Keenan's Keenan's guy? And he goes, Are you Bill? He goes, Yeah, who's this? And he's like, This is uh It's Captain Sullivan. Yeah, this is Captain Sullivan. He's, or was he Captain or was he a sergeant at that uh, point? I think he was a sergeant there. He was, I think he was sergeant. Well, whoever he was, he so, f- yeah, yeah, was Sergeant. He goes, uh, Sergeant Sullivan. Sergeant Sullivan. And and I had said, like, I don't think Colin should have told told him who he really is. But even if he did, I, I think Colin should have told Frank. Bill's the rat. I just found out a hundred percent because I just spoke to him on the phone from, from Captain Queen's yeah. phone. Like That's a good point. He could have I think we talked about this before and when we first recorded this 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 episode, but what could have happened was he tells Frank it's Bill. Bill Frank whacks Bill and then the the ending could still play out the same way. Like yeah, it technically could because of because of what um, staff staff sergeant Dignam does. Yeah, you know. So the only thing that might have been a little bit different is with Madeline 
and I don't, she might not have gotten those tapes from from Bill because Bill might have been dead before he could have delivered them. Yeah, but them. the only way Bill would have gotten those tapes is if Costello died. Right, right, and then that's the, what happens next is when. Um, oh, the cops go to well, yeah. So the cops go to the <laughs> warehouse. There's like a you know a firefight, and uh, I'll reference <clears throat> this other line that you have, you won't know. It was a firefight. Um, you'll 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 know what that that line's from in a future movie that we'll be reviewing this month. Anyway, can't wait. Lots of dead bodies, <clears throat> and then the, Frank's calling yeah. ca- Collie, and there's that that loud ass ring, and then that's when. You know, Frank's pretty much done. Yeah, he got popped he got, in like the stomach. And yeah. He was kind of bleeding it out internally, which, you could tell. Yeah, which I mean he, he there's a chance he might might have been able to get saved, but so. Collie was like when he found when he finds out he is an FBI informant from Yeah, then from he Bill, admits it. You know, he's like he goes, You were an FBI informant, Frank, all these years? Like you didn't think to tell me? And he's like, Did you do they know about me? Yeah. And Frank's like no, Kali, I never told anyone about 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 you. Yeah, you know, which and he's like, why is that? Like, is you am I like your your son? You, you know, and which kind of uh, like a stepdad? But, yeah, yeah, more so a stepdad. But Frank is kind of not having it because he realizes like this this guy is just acting selfish. He's yeah, because he, he just keeps ass. asking like he's coughing up blood. He's like, but do they know about me? Yeah, and he's just like, what the. F- Clearly, he doesn't. He doesn't care that I'm dying right now. And then tries to pop him, but and, yeah, he, he tries to he tries to pop Kali, and Kali's like, bang, 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 bang. Of course, I talk to the FBI. <laughs> Do they know who I am? I, I never gave up anybody who wasn't going down anyway. Nobody knows nothing. <laughs> oh, Frank. 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 Do they know about me? I know about you, Colin. And Frank, with his last dying breath, tries to shoot him again, and then Colin just pops him a couple more times, and, and he's like, I got him! I got Costello over here! Yep. You know, and... You know I'd never give you up. You're like a... What, like a son? To you? Is that what this is about? All that murdering and f- And no sons. And then, uh, and then when you think you're stepping off that ride, it it goes backwards. Yeah, it, it gets get, it gets worse. Um, it gets worse for Colin because Bill comes into the office and Colin's trying to look up his identity and you know and it's like what what was your password and he's my like this is my name and he's like your Duh. name <laughs> and and this is where I don't know why he did this because he could have just looked it up right there on his computer that was in front of him. And instead he goes into another room to do it as if he's, as if he's being secretive. Yeah. He's definitely being Snoopy. He's trying to figure something out. Or honestly, I think he was going to try to, he was going to look through it, figure out all the information, try to get him taken care of. Yeah. And delete the file. That's which, why which he I does anyway. He, yeah. Which he ends up doing anyway. But, um, but he, but then bill, because he, he left the room, bill sees, the envelope, the white envelope that has the word citizens, which is from a scene whenever happens at the bar with, with, with Fitzy when they're getting all the, like, getting the, the social, numbers. getting the numbers. And 
and it's you know spelled incorrectly and he crosses it out and then he writes it correctly on there citizens ain't no <laughs> way this is, right. yeah, this is written right and so there's this there's this look on on bill's and face he, it, it wasn't like it was out and about it was under like a yeah a, like, like a half a foot worth of there were just files like, you, you could only see like the word like like they're like part of the word mm-hmm. you know and but it was just enough to that intrigued him to go over slightly move it and as the, the more he moved it was like oh god this is it yep what is he doing with it oh my god this is who frank was giving the envelope for this is who because there was an uh, you know an earlier scene where frank meets colin at the like what's this weird like porn house or movie theater or whatever it's a porn movie theater yeah. and and he owns and bill yeah and the bill um covered him or, or okay, i covered uh trailed him and you know he escapes obviously and um unfortunately uh <laughs> colin killed the guy you know and something i was thinking about when it comes to jack nicholson and his improv hmm. so he sits down in like the row in front of a uh, in front of a uh, collie like a few seats down and just starts like faking faking you know he's like making noise he's like, he's like Ugh. and um and then he just turns around <laughs> and he is wearing this massive strap on yeah and he's like wiggle, wiggling it all in his face. Uh, all in his face. He's, he's like, like, "I'm gonna shot you, Frank." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "I own the place. I own the place." But that's the scene that was recorded. Yeah, that gets played back later on, and and yep, yep, yep. you know because, because he Costello, because he's an FBI informant, records everything. Records everything. Yep, and and Bill. Bill had uh, once he knew and he left, and then Colin deletes his file. Yep. After that, so you know, no identity. But Bill gives the tapes to Madeline. Madeline gets the mail. Matt, um, and at one point, Colin's in the shower, and she's like, "Why would Billy be sending sending mail, mail to?" my boyfriend or person I'm dating. And then she rips it open and it's a fucking CD. And she's like, what and it just is says, this? Play me on it. So she puts her headphones in, she plays it and she's listening to it. He's in the shower and it comes out and she's just like, got this pissed look on her face. And then she unplugs it and it's kind of like, Hmm. And then he's like, what is this? What is this? And, and then he's like, you know, you don't understand. And, and I mean, she really doesn't know the whole picture and, and rightfully so. It's sort of like, you're impeding on, on my privacy, but mm-hmm. also like this is a an investigation that you shouldn't, you shouldn't be tampering with. And at, and at, you know, technically she broke a felony. Yeah, by opening the mail. The and that's what, yeah, and, and and not only that, but like tampering with evidence. Yeah, too. You know, potential evidence. So I'm like, you know, I'm like he probably could have arrested her at that point too. You imagine? Um, <laughs> yeah, kicks down Ball his own do- kicks down his own door, arrests her, puts her in jail. That'd be some. I mean, yeah. well, at that point, they're definitely not dating anymore. But well, who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Let me explain the whole story. Yeah. No, she'd be like, hear me out. He, she'd be like, "You're crazy," and then he he learns the truth, and it was like, "Me, you're the ter- you're the worst psychiatrist I've ever I've ever fucking met." Seriously, because you find out towards the end, or at the end, actually, that's when he puts. He finally puts. He he's, puts he's two a little together. slow. 
in that department. He's a that slow. department. Yeah, department. He, because at that point, if I were him, I'd have been like, "Why is she getting all worked up about this tape? Who sent the tape?" Billy. Billy did mention something about the only person he's been seeing was, was a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist. Huh. A female shrink. Does she know him? Is this this? Is this the? Oh. At that point, I was just broken down the door. <laughs> Who the f*** do you think you're doing? <laughs> you are under arrest. Or as as, uh, as uh, Conor McGregor would say, Who the f*** are you? <laughs> guys, he looks weird without facial hair. He does. <laughs> I saw a video the other day and it was just like, ugh. What? <laughs> Conor McGregor. Weird. But yeah, the Bill, Bill and, and Colin talk literally right after that. And like, that's when Bill exposes... Colin, like, you know, he's like, you know, Costello recorded everything. And he's like, I got you. And he's like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, I want you to come here where Queen Queen died so I can arrest you. Yep. So then he goes there. And as soon as he comes out of the roof, also, what kind of cop are you? You didn't, like, check your corners when you exited the door. Yeah. You get, like, whacked in the back of the head. One of us is a cop here, Bill. You understand that, Bill? No one knows who you're fucking Just shut the f*** I'm a sergeant in the Massachusetts State Police. Who the f*** are you? I erased you. You erased me, huh? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Shoot a cop, Einstein. Watch what happens. Well, what happened is this bull would go right to your f***ing head. Watch what happens. What, so you can get the parade, huh? The bagpipes and f***? F*** you. F*** you. I'm f***ing arresting you. That's the stupidest thing you could do. Shut <laughs> up. I could give a f*** if the charges don't stick. So f***ing arresting you. Knocked out, kind of, and then arrested, and then he, and then his like his nose gets broken. Yeah, he's like, he keeps because he keeps talking, and he's like, "Shut the f- up!" <laughs> he's <laughs> like five or six times. Elbows like, him in the face of body. Like knocks him back. Yeah, and that's when um, Trooper Brown, Anthony Anderson, comes up, and is like, "I need you to put the gun down." Get away. From Staff Sergeant Sullivan. Yeah. It's like, I need you to put your gun down and let S- Sergeant Sullivan go. I was like, you know me. You know Which me. they do. Because yeah. Because he they want doesn't to- shoot. And he's like, you know what? I do know him. And there's a moment because uh, he's like, you know me. You know me. Like, I have evidence that. I he was the rat. Yeah. That he is the rat for Costello. And he's like. That may be true. That might be true. But. <laughs> I need you to put the gun him. down. And release Sergeant Sullivan. Yeah. And it's it, it's it, that's a really cool part because they hadn't seen each other in some time. Yeah. But even their time at the academy was enough that that Brown could realize that maybe this guy is telling the truth. But also, I've also been working with Sergeant Sullivan for some time now too. But there has been a lot of shady stuff happening. Yeah. And so it's like quickly trying to put things together in the moment. Drop your weapon and step away from Sergeant Sullivan. I called you. You specifically. Look, you know who I am. I'm not going to shoot. I told you to meet me help, downstairs. Help, help, help. Put your weapon on the deck and step away from Sergeant Sullivan. Where's Digger? And as he follows him down to the elevator, he lets him go down the elevator and... Sullivan tries to get slick and he's like, you know, have fun telling this to a jury. And not moments later, Instantly. he's like, he's like, just f-ing shoot me. I can't wait to see you explain this to a f-ing Suffolk County jury. You f-ing f-ing. this is going to be f-ing fun. Not moments later, Instantly. he's like, he's like, just f-ing shoot me. Cause he knows he's f-ing. he's like, he, and he's like, fucking kill me. And he's like, I am killing you by, by just destroying his life. Yep. And then the door opens and it's like, bang. 
And there's an X on the Ooh. on the tarp hanging in the elevator right behind him. Mm. Bam. Shoots him right through Leo's head. Yeah. By that. goes back. Fucking idiot. What was his name? Trooper uh, what? Trooper Berrigan. God. You're just like, man, this guy shows up in a stupid jacket, too. Yeah, and, and then he kills he kills uh Brown. Yeah, because he goes in there and he undoes his handcuffs and he's like, hey, it's just us now. We got to watch each other's back. And then ding. Pop. Shoots, shoots Brown, Brown. In right, right to the head. Brown's dead. And then he goes, you think you're the only one that, that Costello had on the inside? And it's like, wait, 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 wait what? Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> whoa. Okay. This man was deep. Was knew everything. Yeah. Um, and then as he's talking to him, like, oh, we got to watch out for each other. Do this, that. Sullivan just picks up a gun, shoots him in the back of the head, kills him. Yep. And so, then leaves. And yeah, Colin was the only one that, that left. And then he was, he was making a report about what happened. And he's like, I want to... <laughs> I want to recommend him for the Medal of Merit. <laughs> Medal of Merit. Is it, was it like the gold star around here? Gold star. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's like, who cares? But then there's the funeral. He's a man of his word. Yeah, he yeah. He would. It's a there's the funeral, and then that's when he sees Madeline across the way, across the on the other side. And of she's the like casket. crying, and he's like, "Why is he's this like, woman crying?" He's like, "Oh, my slow brain is finally putting two and two together." And at the end, they're leaving, right? <laughs> yeah. And then he's, he's waiting for. He her. waited for, and he, and he just goes, "One simple question." Yeah. What about the baby? She doesn't even stop. Nope. Doesn't look at him. Doesn't even hear him. Just keeps going, and he he is just left with nothing. Because for all for all she knows, he killed her. Yeah, he 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 killed Bill. Yeah, and she probably was like, "That's probably something that he would do." Mm-hmm. And with all these other, with like you know, three other or two other troopers that also died, wouldn't be surprised. Yep, he was the only he, look. He was the only one that lived. Exactly. You know. Uh, interesting question I just thought about what if Bill was still alive and even though Colin does die what if she had seen that funeral would she have cried for Colin's death or she just have been like maybe a little sad but not so you not know, so sad because Bill's alive and so she could just stay with Bill I think she would have cried because I think there was still Something there. Something there. Yeah. But it all it all boils down to the tapes, I guess. Because yeah, the you know, tapes were the was the that was like the thing where she's like this guy's a dirty cop. Yeah, he's a crook. Yep. So I'm sleeping with the crook. Yep. Yep. And we get one of the best scenes where he walks across a giant red X on the carpet. Yeah. Into his and the, there's like other people in the apartment like kind of avoiding him and you're like mm-hmm. what the heck yeah, it's weird yeah that that part was weird yeah uh, then he goes in and there's our man staff sergeant Dingham just in, in booties in, and in a, a jumpsuit, jumpsuit <laughs> with gloves on a silencer and and just aims the aims the gun at him he and tries to like wait like, wait wait okay and then yep right through the head all over the hallway the door like. <laughs> <laughs> just he didn't even let him go through the apartment. Why don't yeah. he shoots him through the side? Didn't of the head. like get a chance to shoot the, the shut the door or anything. He just shoots him, and that's that. And then he takes his gloves off, puts a beanie on, and leaves. Yeah. And we get the best shot of the entire movie, where on the balcony. Uh, so the, the the one thing I've 
I realized was that obviously this is a movie where it talks about different different points of view of characters, you know, or I'm sorry, development, right? Yeah, yeah. So this whole thing Sully is doing since the beginning of the movie, not the beginning of the movie, but slightly in the beginning of the movie, um, he's almost obsessed with the gold of the townhouse in, yeah. in, in Boston. Yeah. So he ends up getting an apartment where the view looks directly at it. And in, in, in it's a quick scene, or, you know, in the beginning of the movie where the, the, the agent's showing him around trying to tell him all the details and he's just fixated on this gold top. Yeah. So this last shot that we get is the gold top of the state house and a rat on the railing. And then it does this quick like zoom in to where it just makes it the whole frame. Yep. And it just sits there for a couple seconds. And then it slowly fades to black. Great movie. Great movie. Very great movie. Wow. What would you rate it? You know, I was trying to remember what I gave it last time, and I can't remember. But after talking about it more, you know, before and during this podcast episode, um, I'm going to give this thing on 97. Yeah. Like this, dude, this movie is so good. It moves quick. Almost the entire thing. There's not really, it's two and a half hours. It's two and a half hour movie. That, but you don't really feel that, it. Yeah, that doesn't have you like know, any moves slow quick. parts. Yeah, moves really quick in the beginning, and then it kind of paces itself out. But yeah, um, no, dude, this movie is so. There's just so much good about it. I mean, the acting is incredible. I'm, if I'm being honest, if you want to know how to make a movie, watch this movie. Just watch this. Movie. Just watch the movie. Yeah, you know, th- there's a few movies you can say that about. I think this is one of them because it's just. Like I said, it's the most Scorsese mob movie there is, and that's yep. what he's known for. But so I give this give this guy ninety seven, I think. Yeah, I I think I I think I said ninety six last time, you know, and and just looking at again like what Rotten Tomatoes has like audience scores like ninety four, even critics give it a ninety one, but yeah, there's really not a lot that I. It had to pick apart, like like if you could say length, but even then, like it's like there's the length. The, the you plot, can't even, yeah, the length is just it's like you, it's fine. Yeah, the, the plot the plot is so so well done and 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 significantly told in a great manner and with great character development through the course of two and a half hours. That you, it's like where where's the fault? You know, aside from saying like, yeah, maybe some of the decisions or, you know, you know like, I can tell you one thing I didn't like about it. What? There's not enough Jack Nicholson. <laughs> That's what I don't like about it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Too much of this actor, not enough of this, not enough maybe, of this actor. But like, yeah. honestly, at the end of the day, you, I can't really complain about anything for this movie because it's just so good. I think this just, you know, again, shows how, how great of a movie that comes with the name Martin Scorsese and. You know, again with the the cast that's involved, it's just great. And I mean, I remember back in the day and 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 watching this in the theater and just being absolutely blown away. You know, because one of my favorite movies of all time is The Godfather. Uh, well, The Godfather is one of my great movies. Oh, my one Godfather of my Part One, but Incredible. but Goodfellas, Goodfellas. Do I love that movie? Man. You know, and then and then when this comes man. out, and I'm like, oh god, like this movie is. Dude, dude, what's crazy is I put. My Scorsese, my top five Scorsese movies, four of them are mobster movies. <laughs> yeah. Just because he nails it so oh, good. Just, 
Um, and I mean, it's definitely, this is one of them, you know, but he's just done so many great, great movies. Dude. It's just, he is so good. And he's, he's another director who much like say like, you know, Quentin Tarantino who will use sort of like same. the same actors yeah. in, in, in numerous movies. <clears throat> and like, you just kind of quickly, quickly like saying how, you know, he'll, he'll he's obviously used, um, like De Niro multiple times. He's used Leonardo DiCaprio multiple times. So like, and again, it's just, he just knows. And then of course, when the actors know who he is, yeah, it's like people want to work with Scorsese. Yeah. Jonah Hill took like a massive cake. He took like the bare minimum to work with Scorsese. He did for Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. Leo's salary was big. So I guess he took a massive pay cut to be like, I want to work with Scorsese. Yeah, at that point, I'd be like, how much would I get paid? Don't care. I'll yeah, show up. Okay. Free lunch, heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I get this, and I get some good screen time. Will I make any money from this? Well, maybe a little, but at eh, the same time. Good like, enough. Yeah. That, Scorsese, sold. Yeah, that, that, that is good enough for me. So, I mean, dude's 80 years old. I don't know what his next movie is going to be either, though. Yeah, I think it's later this year, Flowers of the Moon or something. It's a Western Oh, Ray Liotta's stuff got real. cut from it, unfortunately, because yeah. he you know, died. That sucked. R.I.P. Did see his last movie though, Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Yeah, we talked about that before. The movie was awesome. I heard that Elizabeth Banks might do Cocaine Shark because there was that story. I saw that. <laughs> Can you imagine? I would hope so. Got it. Yeah, that. Imagine it comes out like two years. Love it. I Why I not? did see someone write a review for it that was like this. This movie is Fast and Furious, but the bear is a car. Or I was like, this movie is Fast and Furious, but instead of a car, it's a, it's a bear. bear. And I was like, huh. All right. Okay. That's it. Yeah. But I didn't even do I didn't even know Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Banks directed it until I saw this article, like right after it, talking about Ray Liotta coming back for his voiceover mm. stuff a couple of days before he died, a couple of weeks maybe before he died. Right. And he, he, I guess he get, just kept talking about how much he loved the bear. <laughs> No bears were harmed in the making of this mill of this film. You pull up his filmography, Scorsese's. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like he's just done so many great things: Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, <sighs> Casino, Casino, Goodfellas, Cape Fear, Cape Fear, dude, Gangs of New York. Oh, oh man, we'll get to that one. <sighs> yeah, The Aviator, Shutter Island. He did Aviator. Yeah. Wow, another Leo movie. Uh, I, dude, I love. So I read the book Shutter Island. Um, right, actually, before it came, but right before it came out in 2010, we got Federal Marshals with uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Ma- Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, and Leo, the Irishman. Oh, love that movie. Long one, but love it. Yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon. That's what it is. Yep. You know who's in it? Who? Leo. De Niro. <laughs> oh. Look it up. It's loaded. I can't remember the rest of the cast. Yeah, well, that's the last thing we'll add. Um, I guess it so, deals with, like, a murder on an Indian reservation, I think. Oh, something. Brendan Brendan Fraser's Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh, dude, yes. I forgot about that. Oh, John Lithgow? Dude. It's yeah. loaded, man. It is. So, Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. Robert De Niro, um, Jesse Plemons, Lily, Lily Gadstone, uh, Brendan Fraser, John Lithgow... Kara Jade Myers. Uh, what are the names do I recognize? Um, 
Loaded. Yeah. Solid cast. Jack White? I hope he's in a music scene. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Maybe, but... But yeah, it takes place in like the 20s or something. Like during... Like there's like an Indian reservation or... Like a murder or something like that, I think. Yeah, so it's a American Western crime drama. Nice. That uh, I guess it was based on the best-selling 2017 nonfiction book, Killers of the Flower Moon. The Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI. Osage? Osage? Yeah. O-S-A-G-E. O-S-A-G-E. Yeah, Osage, which Probably is based Osage. on the series of the 1920s Oklahoma murders. Yep. The Osage Nation committed after oil was discovered on tribal land. Ooh wee. That's gonna be good. Dude, that Yeah, so this is the sixth collaboration between Scorsese and DiCaprio. Wow. And the eleventh between uh, De Niro. Wow. Man. man. Look, if you just have ideas and you're like, I know who I want to pick for this. Leo. Or no. or Rob. My boy Robert. Man. That uh That's gonna be interesting. That'll be good. So yeah, listen, if you guys out there have not seen The Departed... Watch The Departed. It's on HBO the Max. Um, or you can borrow my copy if you want. I have it. Because um, <laughs> this movie is just so good. On DVD. Be warned, I though. It it's DVD. violent. It's a rated R movie. Yeah, there's language. It's a there's... gangster movie. Just So if you're not into it, don't watch it. But if you are, definitely check it out. Because, like I said, this it, this movie is just so good from start to finish, nonstop heat for two and a half hours. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There might be some some language. It could be some things that you might find offensive. But listen, within the first few minutes. But it's yeah. okay. It's a, it's a Scorsese movie. Yeah. So take it with a grain of salt. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. But uh, definitely watch it. Aside from that, you're going to get a damn good movie. Oh man. And amazing uh, movie. You know. Great, great cast. So I think that'll about do it. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, same. So uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of The Plot Strikes Back. You know, as usual, we appreciate everyone's uh, support. Go ahead and share with your friends, family, neighbors, frenemies, whomever. Um, you know, yeah, listen, if you if you have the, the link to, like, you know, we're on Apple's, Apple uh podcasts or spotify just share it you're just like boom just even if someone doesn't ask you know and just send it and be like boom here check this podcast out and uh just let them let them listen and hope hopefully we entice them to uh, become a follower you know hit hit that um follow or subscribe button whatever on whatever app you you use um we do appreciate it. Uh, it just kind of helps us out for, you know, looking at statistics and whatnot and kind of just being like, you know, nerd data, I guess, if you will. And But it does matter. And again, we are appreciative of that. And um, you'll have to catch us uh, next time on some other cool movies that we're going to be talking about this month. Um, yeah, I don't... Well, I we'll don't just know. say what else we're planning on. So we're going to be covering um, The Irishman. Yes. So another Scorsese. Mm-hmm. We're going to be covering Snatch. Ugh. Another good movie. Great movie. And uh, a movie Austin has not seen, but is also a good movie. Uh, the Boondock Saints. Yeah, haven't seen it, man. Looking forward. Because isn't Willem Dafoe in that? Willem Dafoe. Thank God, it? man. I love yeah. him so much. Yeah. So. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'll be a good movie. And then we've got uh, a new movie that's coming to theaters. 
later this month called uh john wick four yep so we'll be we'll be talking about that so that'll be another new movie but then i'll i'll throw back so um talking about some other ideas that we'll we'll probably do to switch things up here and uh you know if you haven't seen any of the other episodes uh that we've done go back and listen to them uh we just covered uh the last of us uh season one that's on hbo that just wrapped up so check that out if you've mm-hmm. seen the series or a fan or if you're looking for a new show to watch or a new game to play or a new game to play recommend the game over the show the show is good though so you know yep. if, you, if you don't have a PlayStation or you don't play games, no worries there. The just, the show is pretty pretty identical. Of, yep, of just the, go back and listen to the episode and yep. you can hear our thoughts about it. Yep, and then make your decision after that. So, yep. But, um, yep, thanks for everyone's uh, support, and, and uh, we shall catch you on the next one. Peace.